All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. I'm Arab Halaby, the total financial hour. Your place for news, talk, information, really to help you get out of debt, manage your financial life, plan for the future. Stay happy. I, listen, we think a lot of changes come and go, don't they? Uh, certainly in politics and in the economy, there's changes. Some move slowly and some are, you know, just like flipping a switch. Suddenly a political, uh, oh, I don't know, a political leader in our country says a few words. And before you know it, everybody starts running towards the exit on certain types of investments or certain types of retirement accounts or whatever it might be, up to and including making changes to our health care and our health insurance. Remember, a lot of these changes happen, well, we like to say, they happen really slow, and then all of a sudden. For example, that discussion with Obamacare, you know, a decade ago when they were running through all of these ideas, all of us in the industry, we knew it was a bad idea. We knew it was going to make rates skyrocket. We knew that it had nothing to do with the care and had everything to do with the health insurance company bailout. And, of course, you're branded everything from uh, whatever, racist. You know, that's their favorite go-to line, right? Racist. So you're branded that racist. Okay. And surprise, they it's exactly what we said it was. We had insurance premiums. Mine specifically went from $870 to $3,200 a month within two years. $3,000 a month for a husband, wife, and three kids. How are you supposed to do that? And then you and then you have to make what you you have to make, I don't know, five thousand a month to pay the taxes, forty five hundred a month to pay all the taxes, just to break even, just to get started. And then the of course deductible is twelve thousand dollars a year. So what it does? Is, oh no no, we gave you the option, we gave you those choices, but they make it so expensive that only the wealthy, or those that are willing to have extreme sacrifices get to participate. And that's how they corral. They, quote, make you choose to be part of their slavery type system. Right. I mean, that's what it is. You have to ask them for permission for health insurance. You have to ask their doctors. And if their doctor thinks you shouldn't do it. Right. Because Obamacare, listen, by the time it's done, if too many people are getting too many services, it gets expensive and they get kicked out of the system. The physicians, the medical practices get removed from the plan. 
Oh, no, if it doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. It is called math. Right? This has truly been a bailout for the insurance companies. That's it. Hospitals got less money. Doctors, less money. Procedures, uh, you know, MRI machines, x-ray, lab techs, less money. So if you think the health insurance deal is better today, eight, ten years later, and that we should let the Democrats control even more of it, I'm telling you, it's just, oh, they just didn't go far enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't steal from the entire bank. I only stole from one teller. That's why my financial life isn't better. Well, how about you just don't steal, right? When you force people to buy something, you can hold a gun to their head or you can have a police officer outside with a set of handcuffs. Oh, it doesn't get that way. Really dramatic, says the pragmatic individual on the third floor. Well, yes, it does, because it starts this way. I'm not paying. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. All right, fine. We're going to put it on your taxes. So it goes on your taxes, your tax returns. You file your tax. I'm not paying that. Oh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Now it's tax evasion. We're going to take all the money from your bank account. I don't have any money in my bank account. I, I took it all out. I live on cash. Well, you owe us. Now they force you into living on cash. Now they force you to basically going off the grid. They take away your direct deposit from your social security check. Yeah, because did you know that? By the way, if you owe taxes, if you owe student loan money, guess what they take? Your social security check. Some or all of it or most of it. They can take a huge chunk of your pension, if not all of it. Right? They, oh, they allow you to keep a little bit of your social security check. What, $700, $800? That's enough to live on? They, the, the, the Biden administration, really the puppet Biden, you know this. I mean, I don't have to tell you. Look at him. He can't. He has a, a, an index card like he's a seventh grade history test trying to recite the Gettysburg Address. And here he has it in front of him as if he has any clue what he's saying. As soon as it gets lost in the papers or shuffled or turned upside down, what do we have? Uh, mm, uh, uh, yeah. You really think China's afraid of him? You think Iran has anything to do except really disrespect? Listen, they were afraid of President Trump because they knew he was serious. They didn't have to like him. But, but... No, nobody respects Biden. They don't. Look at the country. Uh, I'm sorry, the world. Watch other news broadcasts. Log on to other uh, internet uh, news sites that are from other parts of the country, especially those hostile to us. All of them make fun of him. And it's a very sad day. So most people look at the big stack of executive orders that are sitting on his desk. And what do they see? Well, they see Kamala Harris's hand basically pushing his hand. Now, more figuratively, of course, but that's, uh, listen, there's going to be some changes. Let me give you the phone number. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You can give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. All right. So what do I want to cover today? I I think there's going to be some changes as Medicare itself, right? If you're going to travel or live outside of the United States and you're going to take Medicare with you as part of your your, um, you know, retirement plan. 
You need to, if you're going to travel, if you're going to live six months abroad, right? A lot of us were normally encountering this world of, of travel. You try to do something. We try to travel once a year at least, my wife and I. It's part of our reward. So if you're retired, maybe you want to do a little bit more of that. I'm going to encourage you to kind of play pretend and retire, especially for a lot of you. If you can continue to work from home, listen, even if you're 65 or you were still going to retire, but they're going to pay you and you get to stay home most of the time. Yes, you have to work, of course, but you don't have to do the bad things about work that you didn't like, at least some of them. What? Well, that would be traffic. It would be waking up real early in the morning and having to dry clean your clothes in the afternoon and drop stuff off, stuff off, go through this part of life where uh, you, you just, but gosh, now you can work from the downstairs office. Now you can work from the, from the dining room table. Some changes. Some changes have happened. So could you still do this from Southern Florida? Could you still work from the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska? Could you still work from Champs-Élysées in Paris or Rome? I mean, you get the idea, right? So if you have that ability, I want to encourage you to continue. Now, listen, if you're 65 years old, you still have to apply for Medicare. Usually you'll do it a, a month or two before you turn 65. Even if you're employed, even if your employer has a health insurance plan, I want you to reach out to your health insurance carrier there's some folks that specialize in it. We can do it as a firm, but it's not something I want to do because I don't think we're great at it. Right? I'm licensed for it, just like a lot of those guys are licensed to do what I do. But listen, uh, have somebody that knows what they're doing. I want somebody who writes Medicare plans, Medicare Advantage plans, supplemental plans every single day. Somebody who knows the rules and the laws. Right? You've heard me tell you this before. Just because somebody's a doctor doesn't mean I want them working on my brain surgeon, uh, you know, working on my brain or, or, Hey, while you're at it, can you do me a favor? Check out my, my elbow. It kind of hurts a little bit. Well, but it says you're a doctor on the door. That that's the same white coat that the other person wears. Well, no, we're specialists. So our job is to keep some or part of your money safe out of the market. If you think the market has run where it should have run and it's done enough for you to make Whatever interest this year, wherever you're comfortable, maybe it's time to pull some of that off the table. Maybe it's time to say, hey, you know what? I've had a pretty good run. I've made 18%, 22%, whatever number it is in your mind that you think you've made enough. Maybe it's time to move some of that over to safety. That's what we do. Because one of the biggest mistakes people make in their retirement journey is they keep investing, keep saving, keep putting their money in the same places as they did when they had 25 years to retire. In other words, when your food, shelter, clothing comes from your job, when it's safe and protected, your job reasonably as much as it can be, then your retirement accounts, those can go up and down. You can have some crazy days, crazy months. It doesn't matter. You're buying every single week. You're buying every single month. That consistency allows you the opportunity to not have to worry about, uh, you know, tomorrow, next week, because the check's coming, especially for those of you that work for large corporations or even government agencies. If you work for the city, the county, the state, if you work for a government entity, then you kind of have to punch your boss to get fired. And even then they just reassign you. So 
It's not the same. But if you were are within five years of retirement, if you're within that five-year window after retirement, you need to be very serious about thinking, what, uh, uh, how much loss can I afford and still not change my retirement life? Because if traveling is part of it, if healthcare needs are necessary to cover, then we want to make sure that you have the right Medicare coverage. We want to make sure that you have the same uh, health plan and savings that are necessary. We want to make sure that that's in your financial plan where you have protection of principal. So when the market drops, not if, but when the market drops, you don't lose everything. You have your money away from that risk, away from those ups and downs. TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, that's our company. I'd love to be able to help you. 888-99-RETIRE. I don't know if we can make a difference in your life. I, I, I think we can give it a shot. I know we have in many other individuals. We've only been doing this about 25 years, I guess, coming up. <laughs> 25 years. Gosh. I remember those people. Those used to be the old people. And I was the young you know, whippersnapper, as they say. And then one day, suddenly, it's, you become the person that people come up to and ask questions like, oh, well, well, I'm so glad you thought I knew that answer. Let me mentor you, young man. And then suddenly, these people are as old as your kids, and you're thinking, how did this happen? So, look, life is going to, to move on. And as it does, I think you have a responsibility to care for those around you. And it isn't just caring for them you know, in a physical way, providing meals for them, dinner, whatever. I think it's making sure you provide financial security, especially if one of you spent your life at a higher income job, higher wage job. If you've done that and you are that person who has built up and saved money for retirement, then you want to protect it. You don't want to have half of it get lost. I'm going to share a couple stories with you in a minute about some clients that made some big mistakes. And I think part of this is to learn from their mistakes because I think there's a way to, to have some benefit from a problem, from a mistake. And it is if you can help others, if you can teach somebody else what not to do, that's almost as valuable as teaching them what to do, right? I always say I've learned a lot more from my mistakes than I have from my successes. And part of the reason is you are, I think you're hypersensitive. You're paying attention. When mistakes go wrong, you search for the reason that they went wrong. You start searching for the problems that occurred that derailed you. But when things go right, well, what do we do? We look in the mirror. We say, oh, look at what we did. Look at who I am. (laughs) I did this. Whatever the success is, you don't look for the reasons that you succeeded. You think it's you. But boy, oh boy, when there's a failure, what do we do? We look in the mirror and we say, oh, it can't be me. I mean, look at that specimen. <laughs> that guy, he's a good-looking guy. Can't be me. Has to be somebody else. So what I want you to do, number one, when it comes to learning from your failures and your successes, you can put that in parentheses, number one is going to be to take a look and see who was involved with you. Who's involved? Who's around you? Does it seem like the failures continue to occur by having the same people around you? In other words, the problems always seem to be with the same group of people. Is that possible? I also want you to look and see 
Number two, look around and say, what were the circumstances? For example, you might have, we have a client at an amazing food. I think one of the best restaurants in the area. Worked hard, built up the restaurant, went live, if you will, right? What we call a soft opening last fall. And then was gearing up for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, putting it all together, working together. And then, of course, by the way, the debt, if you weren't sure, is around $500,000 to open up a restaurant. And I don't mean a fancy restaurant with everything under the sun. I mean, that is not quite the bare bones, but it, 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 there was a lot of late nights and doing it yourself and calling friends and family to get in there and make a difference. It wasn't hiring the best contractor in town for 500000 There's a lot of money spent on plumbing and electrical and, and health codes and on and on. So sure enough, starts hitting it out of the park. People love his food. The idea, the concept, amazing. Worked hard there as well. But what could he not control? Of course, the coronavirus. And it's not the virus, just so you guys are clear. It is the response to the virus. Incompetent city, county, state leaders. Incompetent. They haven't run a business. If we would have said, hey, listen, you're right. We're in this together. We're going to shut down the businesses. Those restaurants, I'm so sorry, restaurants. We're going to take a two-week break or, or one month that turned into, what, a year? Baloney. You're right. Yes, yes. And uh, lawmakers, health inspectors, county workers, you guys don't get paid either. No, no pay. Remember, you said it. We're in this together, so I'm with you. We are in it together. So why should you get paid, county worker? Why should you get paid, health worker? City council assistant, manager, yeah. Now you're going to say, oh, Eric, if those are mean. No, listen, I have friends there. My point is to jar you enough to say, you're right, Eric. We should pay those people just as much as we should allow businesses to, to operate. And every other minute you say, oh, you, you can't do this. You can do that. How Have you never run a business, Governor Newsom? You own businesses, but you've never run them. Because you don't know how long it takes to order food, right? If you're going to have steak on the menu today, you don't order it tomorrow. You have to order it sometimes weeks in advance. Vegetables, weeks in advance. If you're a farmer, you have to know, should I pick this much this week or this much this week? If you're a butcher, should I butcher more or less this week? That's how you run a business. So if you're a restaurant and you were going to order meat and then suddenly it shut down, what does it get wasted or thrown away or uh, what do you think? Or just set aside so when Gavin Newsom comes to, to dinner, you guys didn't ask who the other people were. Do you know who else it was with him? California Medical Association. Members, presidents, lobbyists. California Medical, like supposed to be the smartest people in the state. And they were with him. And they felt it was okay. They were putting their life at risk to give Governor Newsom a hug. They put their life at risk to have a $300 a plate dinner. I mean, that was, uh, that's brave. Those are honorable souls, I can tell you. They did that for you and me. And yet, you guys haven't gone with pitchforks and 
and uh, what is it, uh, torches, right? Can they all storm the castle deal? Oh, I guess they tried that in the Capitol building. They were branded as rioters and insurrectionists. But if you, uh, if you want to take over a Portland police station or a Seattle police station or a neighborhood, or, oh, that's okay. You're, you're a peaceful rioter. Yeah, I know you owned property there, but listen, it's for the greater good. And who really owns property, right? I mean, come on. It's the people's. So you have to vote these people out of office. You have to work hard to get the right people out of office. And the only way it's going to happen, simply enough, is to get rid of the folks that are the trouble, that are the the socialists, the liars, the folks that are willing to tell you not to get a paycheck so they can get a paycheck. That was incredible to me. Now, if, if, you ha- if you can show me a politician... Oh, wait, that was President Trump. Oh, d- he, didn't take a, he didn't take a penny. Oh, sorry, he did take a dollar per year. I guess if you average that out, it's, you know, eight cents a month or something like that. He, he, he did get paid. But have you thought about this for a second? You find me a politician, and maybe there is, and if there is, I want to know about it, and I'll put them on the radio who from the beginning of this coronavirus donated 100% of his or her paycheck to someplace, somebody that was struggling, the Restaurant Association, the Waiters Association, the, uh, I don't know, Salvation Army, somebody. And I'll put that person on the air. I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll sing their praises. But I'm going to tell you, they didn't. They all can sit there as if they're, they're, they're pompous and, you know, in their Senate... They're already billionaires, and they think that they can run the Senate. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who I am? Listen, if you're going to get close to retirement, or if you are in retirement, the market fell again 500 points this last week at one day, and then up again, and then down again. You you have to look and say, if I'm going to put my hands, my retirement life, in the hands of somebody who can't understand how to run a business— They shut down the economy and expect to still get paid. They shut down the economy and expect to have people still pay their property taxes, which pays law enforcement and the roads and the bridges. The amount of debt that California is in, the amount of debt that Illinois and New York. If the city of New York doesn't file bankruptcy, I'll be surprised. If President Trump was reelected, the summer of 2021 would have seen California file bankruptcy. No question. I mean, it's just a math problem. He wouldn't have given them all this money. The bailout for Kamala Harris, her state, is real. They mismanage money. It's like you bailing out your trust fund, kid. He crashed the Lamborghini, burned down the vacation home at the beach, and that's okay. We're just going to give him more money. You know why? I mean, look at Look at his smile. He's a good-looking kid. He's got a future. You have to be careful. If you're going to be somebody that trusts these folks with your retirement life, and I know, listen, my financial professional is not in the stock market, is not a uh, uh, you know, politician. Well, it doesn't matter. The politicians say or do something, especially this extreme, the, these extremists. And I think you're going to see some big changes. And as these big changes occur... It will impact you and I. It will impact the choices that we make. 
So I want you to be safe on that. Okay, listen, a couple of other things. When you are going to travel outside of California, if that's the surge that's waiting to happen, I want you to do two things. Number one, you check to make sure the Medicare provider you have has some sort of coverage where you're going because there's some rules. It could cover you if you're in a ship, you know, going up and down the Mississippi, but it may not cover you if you leave to Europe. It may cover you if you're in Puerto Rico, but but maybe not if you go to the Dominican Republic. So for example, I need you to know, and this is a, important because you can buy insurance. You can buy health insurance for when you travel, it covers you overseas. Now, in most cases, it's a reimbursement plan, meaning you spend the money, you come back with the bills and receipts and they pay you back. So you can buy travel health insurance for six weeks, six months, a year, whatever it is that you go and travel for. All right. Keep that in mind as you're traveling. This pent-up demand, I think it's coming soon. And we're going to see some massive traveling. When we come back, you're getting close to zero when you file your taxes. How do you make sure that you get as little, well, you pay as little as possible? Well, I've got that for you. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Higher income strategy, I'll retire comfortably, thanks to Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arif Halaby. The total financial hour, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. Talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money. Part of that process is you are every day between you and even you and your retirement account, you are in partnership with the IRS. I don't know if you knew that. You got to ask them, hey, uh, knock on their door with your box of stuff, you know, a plant, pictures of your kids. Hey, what? where's my desk? And they say, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're partners. Every time I work, I give you guys 30%. Where, where's my desk? You make more than, gosh, my, my wife, my gardener. You guys are good. Where, where's my desk? And they're going to say, get out of here. Part of this journey for you is to understand if your goal is to, put, uh, is to earn money, to save money, to kind of build a, a financial legacy, you have to know that every dollar is different. They're not treated the same. Every dollar that you make has a different job to do. And a lot of people don't realize that. They think, they forget, if you will, that the dollars that they make are supposed to have a job to do, meaning some are for dinner tomorrow night, some is to be set aside for your retirement, a new car, your car insurance, your daughter's braces, right? The, the money you make is not the same. And that is the hardest thing for people to figure out because when you're a teenager and you make money, really it's for one thing. It's to buy the car. Maybe it's to take a trip, but usually it's to buy a car. So you put all of your money for the same purpose in the same place. It has the same job to do. And you don't really even kind of control or decide what you're paying in taxes. It's not even an issue because sometimes you might deliver, well, back in my day anyway, deliver newspapers, mow lawns, Right, that was part of the at a lawnmower. You'd go down down the street and you mow people lawn, uh, mow their lawn for five dollars. The, these kinds of things would be what you would do 
to make a living, to make money, but it was always being saved for Friday night or for Saturday or for buying a car. All right. Then you start dating somebody. Hey, you know what? I think we're going to be married someday. I'm going to save money for a house and to go out on Saturday night and to buy a car or upgrade the car or change your car, right? So as we get older, the purpose, the job of the money, there there begins to add another job, another job. And before you know it, you have multiple purposes for the same dollar that you make. You have to pay for retirement. You have to make sure that you have a new roof on the house. What about uh, your bills like the gardener, the electric bill? And when do we pay off the cable anyway? When, when does that bill go away? Uh, never. Right? You see how quick you guys were? All of us were to get a, a, a streaming service and to pay that. When does that get paid off? Never. The advent of these bills that are recurring is a brand new thing, relatively speaking. I'd say 30 years old. It didn't used to be that way. You would have a bill and you would pay off your house in 15, 10 years. A car in one or two years. That was as long, but you had a horizon that you could see just about over where you knew you were done paying this off. Today, you have gym memberships, never go away. You have streaming services, never end. Cable, never end. Now add in there the utilities, and all you have to do is be to be convinced that these ongoing streams of, of dollars that come out of your pocket, why do you think they do 99 cents? 5.99, 10.99. It's the same reason the gas station says our gas is uh, $2.99 and nine tenths. Because the moment they hit $3, there's a psychological difference in you and me. But they can put $99.99 all day long. And you still look at that first number, the number two, and call it, well, that must be, must be in the twos. Even though you're one-tenth of a penny away from $3. Well, that is the same thing with the streaming services. Same thing with your gym membership. Same thing with anything where you are paying for your Wi-Fi, your cell phone, When does your cell phone get paid off? Never. I'm not talking about the device, but the service. And then it's so much easier because they know most of you didn't like math, whether you failed it or just closed your eyes or cheated to get through it. Most people didn't like math. So what do they do? They do bundles. We're going to bundle your service. They put your cell phone. They put your your, uh, internet at home, your cable, your Wi-Fi, everything. It's all wrapped up in a nice little bow and you just pay one low price of one ninety nine ninety nine, And they know you can't divide or... Di- <laughs> Most people don't know it and they just go, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good deal. You mean, oh, it's going to be easier. Seven easy payments. For seven easy payments, you can have... Oh, easy. They're easy for you because I have to make them. They're not, they're not easy. Easy, I don't know what that means, easy. It means they didn't have to work as hard to make the money to give you? Maybe. Seven easy payments... So as you are going through this time in in retirement life, I want you to start, well, look, if you have the funds, I want you to enjoy it. Live life, enjoy everything about it. Make sure you have enough to provide for your family. I'm kind of partial to making sure that my wife and kids, I don't want to have my kids become trust fund babies. They have to have careers and jobs or they get nothing from me. That's pretty clear. They knew that from the time they could walk. If you don't have a college degree by the time you're 25, I don't care what it's in. It doesn't matter to me. Basket weaving. I don't care what school it's from. I want you to be able to walk into a room, a group of people, and feel like you belong. And unfortunately, that's the game that we're playing. I don't think it's right. I just think it's the game. I think my kids can do better from the inside versus the outside. So very simple. 
They had to have a college degree by the time they were 25. Otherwise, they received nothing else from an inheritance from us. All right, fine. But they all, listen, uh, you're working not just for you to buy the latest, greatest whatever, but you're working for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your family, grandkids. So if we're doing that, then I want you to start divesting from some of these auto pay things that come from Apple or Android. These auto pay things that come from the banking system where it's these accidental death and dismemberment insurance in which almost nobody ever gets a claim. Literally, I think it's out of 100 people that die, one or two maybe die in an accident. I think the statistics were somewhere in that, even less maybe. And you have to, many of these policies, uh, I remember JCPenney made more money from selling their accidental death and dismemberment policies than they did from selling clothes. I mean, can you imagine that? Sears made more money on the interest in their credit cards than they did on the profit selling washer and dryers and tools. So what business was Sears in? The credit card business. How about JCPenney's? Oh, probably, maybe, I don't know, the life insurance business. And if you need it and it works for you, I'm happy for you. If it's the only way you can get a washer and dryer to help your family so you could go to work instead of spending you know, all day Saturday you know, washing clothes, I'm happy for you. And I think both of those companies have done a stellar job representing themselves and caring for their own interests. I just want you to care for yours. Not a secret. Accidental death and dismemberment. JCPenney's has more policies, or they did at one point anyway, than anybody else. Now, listen, it's, oh, it's only $3 a month. That's exactly right. That's what they want you to think. And that's what it is. Or is it $36 a year? Or $150 over every five years. Well, now you're talking real money. So take a look at those. You're going to have one and two and three and four of those. That automatic hitting your credit card for $6.99 or $7.99, make sure you need it. Make sure you want those things. I remember a, a pastor at our church was pretty funny. He says, listen, I'm a member of a gym. And he's a, he was a little heavy. He said, you know how I know? Because on my keychain is this little thing that helps me get in the gym. He goes, but I don't go to the gym, but I can. And because it's only, I think he said $8.99 a month or something, something very small, 8 or 9 or 10 Because it's only $10.99 a month, I could go. And if I do, that's great. And if I try to renew at that rate, so if I cancel and then next month I decide I'm going to start going again, well, I have to pay the higher rate. So he knows that the answer is just to keep letting it hit his credit card. So keep in mind, if the goal for you is to retire and enjoy life, then start divesting some of these auto pay things. You're going to see those from the accidental death and dismemberment. Memberships to organizations that you don't go to or you care about anymore. You're going to see it on your iPhone or your Android system where it's this auto pay and they, they charge you once a month or once a year. Part of what happens that's helpful because sometimes people say, I can't get it to stop. I don't know. When you change credit cards, they can't bill, right? So if a credit card is expired, then they, they will send you a notification that says, hey, we tried to bill you and it didn't go through. Please click here to enter your new credit card information. Well, one, you should never do that. But two, I want you to kind of go through this process in life where you're looking to see, am I, am I using these services? Right? That's, that's important. It could be things that involve your children and now they're grown and they don't go to those events anymore. 
or your grandchildren, now they've moved away, they don't go to those events anymore. And you still have that ongoing uh, bill pay. Okay, here's another thing that I thought is kind of interesting. I talked about uh, this with a client. How do you get to zero filing your taxes? Well, first of all, let's be clear on a couple of things. When they do the withholdings, both state and federal, the withholding on your income tax, that's you prepaying. That's you saying, I'm expecting to pay. Because a little bit of history, about 100 years ago, people didn't pay prop, uh, income taxes, just so you know. It was only for the rich. And all of you agreed. We all said, yes, go get those rich people. The richest 1%, they're going to pay income tax. All of you others, no, no, no. So we went after those rich people. And then they widened it and widened it and widened it. And before you know it, everybody pays it just about. And the, the big machine called the United States government needs your money. There's probably, I don't know the number, I'm just going to guess, but I'll bet you I'm really close. 25 to 30% of the employees of the federal government, if they were not employed, now you're going to say, but that's my uncle or that's my dad. Okay, I get it. Nobody wants to be the one, but if you got rid of 30% of the federal workforce, I'll bet the trains would still run on time. The borders would still be protected. Bad guys would still get put in jail. Airports would still run. Most likely. You and I have both been to TSA, right? You've been to the airport. You see six people watching one guy check a bag, right? It's like watching the road workers. Not all of them. But you can tell the difference between independent contractors who all of them are working, right, or contracted, subcontracted firms, and then the state or government workers. They're nice people, but the system is set up to have three people watch one guy dig a hole. We look at it. You see it. Now, sometimes you might be that one driving by at 60 miles an hour right at the time when they're on their lunch break. Yep, you could be. It's the way it happens sometimes. Or you could drive back by in two more hours and probably see that they're doing the same thing. A lot of subcontractors, when the earthquake fell, uh, came in Los Angeles and the freeways ended, right? I mean, just collapsed. Was it less than, what, six months? And they were almost back to normal 100% because they worked 24-7. And the way the government worked, they said, listen, we'll give you a deal. You finish early. I think for every day early, we'll, we'll give you a million dollars in bonus money. Well, golly, gee, they worked their tail off, didn't they? And <laughs> that just worked. So I share this with you because you need to understand how the tax system works. You are prepaying for what you are expecting to make at the end of the year. So when you get money back from your taxes, that means you overpaid. Now, some of you are going to say, well, I don't want to overpay. I, you know, I'm okay overpaying. Yeah, 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 that's fine. No, you didn't earn any interest on the money. So if you carried debt on one side, if you had credit card debt that you paid interest, you owed interest on one side, then on the other side, you put your money aside and did not earn interest. That means you lost on both sides of the scale because I prefer that you earn interest on your money and have no credit card debt where you are paying interest on your money. So the process of zeroing out your income tax means at the end of the year, they don't owe you very much. I don't know, $100. Let's say they owe you or you owe them. I'm okay with that. You may not be able to get to exactly the perfect number. But pay enough, not too much. 
Pay what you're supposed to pay. Don't pay too much. But how do you get it down to zero where you have nothing in income tax? Well, the income that you earn, both in retirement and out of retirement, needs to come from a certain way. For example, Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks allow you to take money from your retirement accounts and not pay taxes on that money because you already pay taxes on the, on the initial deposit, right? Just like the $25 in your pocket or your purse, you already pay taxes on those money, those dollars. You're done. You pay taxes. Now, if $25 becomes $100 over the years and you say, give me my $100, it is not a taxable event. Okay, that's, that's serious because that means now you're not in a position to have to lose money to the government because we know that your dollars being sent off to the government makes almost no difference in their life. Now, it does make a difference in your life. A few hundred dollars back in your pocket can change a month, can change a year or a week depending if it's every two weeks, a couple hundred dollars every month. These are important parts to understanding retirement because here we go. (laughs) Ready? Eliminate some of those expenses that are auto payout. Well, we don't watch 175 channels on TV anymore. Oh, maybe you just get a service where you're paying for the internet and your cable TV is just on the subscription services. Right? Maybe that is well within your savings. By the time you do the math on it, you say, listen, for the shows that I like to watch, everything is done. It's perfect. I don't need to have any more. The second thing is, what about some of these uh, memberships, gym memberships? Do you realize that your Medicare payments, certain Medicare Advantage programs can give you a free gym membership? So if you're retired and you're going to join a gym anyway, then you can have some or part of it or even all of it paid for by your Medicare premiums. So there's a way for you to kind of pay attention to to add one from another. Now, what if you had rental properties? Did you know that rental properties can, can give you a huge tax break? And that tax break can bleed off onto your pension income. It can reduce the taxes or even eliminate the taxes you would pay on your um, uh, withdrawals from your 401k, your, your in investment income? Did you know that you could actually have a reduction of income taxes that you pay because you own one or two or five or 10 different rental properties? Did you know that if you are an investor in real estate and you are traveling the country to invest in other real estate, that some or part of that can be a tax deduction. Again, reducing the taxes that you owe. Now, listen, my job is fixed and fixed indexed annuities. My job is to keep some or part of your money safe and out of the market risk. But I would never put all of it there. Any financial professional, and I know I'm going to get in trouble with this one, but any financial professional that says, give me all of your money, I can do stocks, bonds, REITs, ticks, fleas, uh, uh, safe investments, bonds uh, that go up and down. Say, oh, buddy, buddy, slow down. And let me ask you, what are you good at? Well, I just told you, Eric, I'm good at all these. Oh, great. Awesome. So then what are you great at? 
And if he says or she says the same thing, politely, always politely with a smile, say, thank you so much for your time. Now, maybe that person matures. We all know kids that mature and they become great young men and women. And we all know kids that don't mature and they're 50 year old child. Sometimes financial professionals mature. They realize they can never be great at everything. It took me probably four years and the 2000 collapse. When the collapse occurred in 2000 and I was a financial professional for four years and for 10 years prior, I was the investor, right? So that means for 14 years of my financially conscious investment life, the market went pretty much straight up. So my maturity kicked in, right? It's like when you send that 18-year-old to the, to the army and they come back a mature person. My maturity kicked in when I went uh, as a financial professional and 2000 comes along. And when 2000 comes along and people said, hey, Eric, you said I was going to make 10 or 12% a year. Uh, what happened? I said, well, people were making that. We're making it for as long as I can remember. Well, Eric, I lost money. Now, you, under, you guys understand, your financial professional still gets paid when you lose money. Y- yes, they still get to drive a nice car, live in a nice home. You lost money, thousands, probably tens of thousands. Surprise, they still get a nice vacation. So when you are building for your retirement, the taxes that you are spending, the recurring investments uh, costs, right? These ongoing fees that you're spending at the gym, cable bill, or your financial accounts. These recurring costs, it's time to start cutting those back. Let's reduce some of those expenses. Let's reduce some of those uh, costs, especially if they're, you're, you're not using the service, right? If you never turn on your television, why are you paying for cable? If you never go to the gym, why are you paying for the gym? If your retirement accounts have reached the level where you probably can't spend all of the money in two lifetimes, between your pension, your real estate, between your retirement accounts, all of those things, you say, Arif, I'm pretty happy. My retirement accounts are $2 million or $1 million or, or, or 100000 And if it's reached that number and you say, I can't afford to lose, I do not want to go backwards, why am I paying for something to try to hit a home run when I know I can get huge losses at the end of the week or the end of the year. Well, part of these recurring costs are going to be your, your income tax. How do we reduce that? Remember, I said, I'm good at a lot of things, but great at, at protecting your money, keeping you from being broke. That's, that's my job. I want you to find a tax professional. We have some that, that I can recommend. Uh, they're good people. You might have one. There's, there's plenty of really good folks out there. But I want you to find a tax professional who's an expert, and that's all they do. If you tell me your CPA is also your financial advisor for investments in stocks and bonds, I'm going to ask you, which one do they do good? And then which one are they great at? And if it's a CPA that got their securities license to sell stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, I can promise you they're probably not great at both. If it's a financial advisor who's got his uh, series whatever licenses and then they go off and get a CPA license. Probably not good at both. Because you have to find somebody who's an expert. Now, listen, 
I want them to be good at a lot of things. In fact, I want them to know about a lot of things. I know about a lot of things. The reason I do is to help my clients and that conversation, the jargon, me and your tax professional can go back and forth. Me and your real estate lawyer can go back and forth. We, we can do that. Why? Because I'm involved in that world. But when it comes to the bottom line of having an expert that does one thing, I think you need... Now, listen, it's, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I think you pick a profession and you stay at it and you, it takes you a decade to be pretty good at it and maybe another decade to be great at it. Maybe I'm just that old-fashioned kind of a person. I love it that your nephew is new into whatever business. Great. Throw him a bone. Give him, give him a little bit of uh, time. Wonderful. But until somebody does something for 10 years, in my opinion, that's really where the rubber meets the road when it comes to some level of expertise. I just don't think it happens too easily. So look at Roth conversions. This may be the last year we have uh, kind of some of the lower taxes. Look at getting tax-free life insurance where we have tax-free withdrawals from that. The right ones. There's some crummy ones out there, so you have to research it. The right life insurance for you and your family is tax-free when you pass it on. The right rental properties where you have the right deductions. And keep in mind that Roth IRAs are also tax-free. All right, listen, this has been a great hour. I want you to stay with us every week at this time. But do me a favor. Give us a call, 888-99-RETIRE. This could help. 888-997-3847. Thanks for being with me. The Total Financial Hour. We'll see you next week. The Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arif Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total financial power.